Hallelujah. So been angry. So been angry. You know how the old folk used to do when the spirit would come in. The soul been angry. They ain't need no music. Because their soul was anchored. Soul been anchored in the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Higher praise. Now, in the fourth watch of the night. Now, in the fourth watch of the night. Now, in the fourth watch of the night. Jesus went to them. Walking on the sea. Let us pray. Lord, we do thank you for allowing us to anchor our souls in you. And so, when we call on your name, God, we thank you that you are allowing us to stand and to give your name glory. Thank you for the ability to stand before your people and deliver a word that you have placed upon my heart. God, it's not about me, but it's all about you. So we thank you, God, right now in the name of Jesus that you allow us to come. Anoint these words so that they will do some good to the body of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all got to let me get my voice together. <coughs> y'all know how to work a brother, I tell you. But that's all right. That's all right. I enjoy it. Give God glory for it. The African-American Philadelphia police detective, who was called Virgil Tibbs, played by the famous actor Sidney Poitier, is arrested on suspicion of murder by a racist police chief in the tiny town of Sparta, Mississippi. Poitier, in this 1967 movie, has to prove his innocence and then assert, Brother C.J., his dignity to gain respect and do his job as a detective. Like most African Americans who have found themselves in the heat of darkness, Mr. Tibbs had to work his way through extreme night seasons. What are night seasons, you ask? They're frightening circumstances. There are misunderstandings and times of unreasonable and unseasonable dismay. There are times of adversity, and sometimes there are times of depression. Y'all don't have to raise your hand at once, but is there any witnesses out there? 
who've ever had times of adversity. You've been dismayed a time or two, and you've had some depression a time or two. Well, in this story, we know the dismay of the others around Mr. Tibbs when he proved that he was innocent of murder and had turned around and solved the murder as a police detective. Thus, he had many heated, a.k.a. intensified night situations to get through. As they called him boy and other undignified terms that they could think of, the movie makes his dignity and resolve clear by him looking them squarely in the eye and saying with authority, they call me Mr. Tibbs. But I mention this because this is just a small portion of what I'm talking about this morning. You see, the movie, the title of the movie, intrigued me mostly. God told me to talk about in the heat of the night. In the heat of the night. I believe this title has special significance, Pastor I, for those of us who have been in the fire or in rough circumstances in our night season. Mm. Am I on your street already? I'm on my own street, so let me keep my hand up. For I know this sermon may not be for everybody because not everybody has struggles. Not everybody has heartache and, and cold sweats and severe crying spells in the midnight hour. Not everybody has placed the floor or laid awake at night, Sultan, uh, wondering what to do next. Not everybody has faced contrary winds or the winds that were against them at the night like the scripture says. Now I don't know about you. I just don't know about you. You know about you. But it's at night I believe. Namely. In the heat of the night. That trouble seems to last the longest. Allow me to contemporize just a, a bit. It's in the heat of the night. When that boogeyman. A.K.A. Satan comes in your finances, comes in your afflictions, and it's in the heat of the night, the intensified night, that he comes and instills negative relationships with family members. And they seem to get larger and larger and larger in your situation. Am I right about it? I just want to make sure I'm in the right church. It's at the heat of night when Things can depress you the most. As you think about it, it's in the heat of the night when things are not seeming to work so well. Mm. So many times late at night, in the heat of the night, Brother Allen, is when the worst part of our condition takes place. But let me tell you something. That's also where God meets us 
and it's just when we need him most. Just when we need him most. I, I hope you heard me out there. It's when the things look the worst. When life seems the darkest and your coffee cup is so full of blackness because there's no cream in it to lighten it up. Oh, somebody going to get that one later on down the road. Uh, let me provide you, and I, I'm not going to take forever, but let me provide you with some examples from elsewhere in the scripture. Over in Acts 15, uh, 16, verses 25 through 26, you see, it was at midnight when Paul and Silas were singing and praying, and they were in jail. They were in their hungriest state. They were in their most beaten down state. They were depressed and they were deprived. So much so that they needed God like never before. But let me tell you something else. God met them at their need with a great earthquake. And he shook them loose from their shackles. Y'all heard the song, take the shackles off my feet so I can dance. God took the shackles off them so they could dance. Do you need to be loose from your midnight season? I just want to know. Let me tell you, if you do, then call on Jesus in the heat of your night season. Call on him and believe in him and trust in him and watch him meet your need right at your need. There's a number of theologians that I have consulted to this point, and, uh, and the same message they have when we get in extreme darkness. Uh, there was a guy named Greg Craig Rochelle in a book called Hope in the Dark. Ministers know all about it. Believing God, and this is the subtitle, Believing God is Good. When life is not. And it says, do you realize that just a tiny bit of faith is actually extreme faith? We all need some extreme faith every now and then. Now, I want to make a number of points about this, and I'm going to try to take my seat. Point number one is that God is still there. There are times when Pastor I and I will provide books and articles and other resources to our ministerial team. And this one, we provided the Hope in the Dark book, and we found very encouraging for night seasons. And we went through it with the team. But quickly we found out that this book is not just for ministers. This book is for everyone. Because of his profound set of statements, I, I'll tell you, they really helped me in my night season. Rochelle said, when you have nowhere else to turn, when your own ideas and resources have evaporated, when your control over a situation is in shambles, sounds like night season to me, God is still there. He goes on, he says, when your knees ache from kneeling in prayer, 
But you can't tell if God is still there, still listening. God is still there. And even when people laugh at you, mocking you for your faith, God is still there. And he says, when the voice of your enemy is whispering to you that you should just give up, God is still there. And I add that in the heat of your night situation, he loves you. He is for you. He will never leave you or forsake you. He will never let you down, Groeschel says. And, and here's something crucial to remember. He says, he may not do exactly what you want, but he is faithful. No matter how much your circumstances are on your nerves, and, and uh, again, I call it your heat of the night situation, it, it may seem to indicate otherwise. God will do what he said he would do. We were in New York some time ago, uh, not too long ago, following the GPS system to try to get to my niece's 50th birthday party. And it was getting dark. Let me say this. The GPS is not always right. Especially in New York. Absolutely. We were going around Robin Hood's barn, weren't we, Pastor? We were over in Staten Island. Now, we knew we weren't supposed to be in Staten Island, but the GPS said, go into Staten Island. And uh, we, we, we just went here, went there, and all of a sudden we found ourselves in the hood. In Staten Island. I was so concerned. I, I, I didn't say anything to anybody while I was driving because I had, a, I had a, a, a rental Toyota Sienna van, much better than mine. And I was driving along, but I didn't say anything to anybody, but I could miss the print. Anybody ever had one of those times where you see it getting dark? And you know that you got to call on somebody. Somebody that can help you in your midnight hour. I put out one of those private prayers. I called on God in my privacy. They didn't know what was going on. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, can you get us on track? Can you take us out of this night situation? I don't like being in the hood. I hate New York as it is. And let me tell you, of course, of course, of course, of course. God led us out of the hood. And he put us on the right road to our destination. So I ask you the question, won't he do it? Won't he do it? Even something as small and relatively insignificant 
God is still there. Point number two, let me keep on going so I can get you all out of here on time. Trouble won't last always. Here's another scripture that's not in our text today, and it's found in Psalm 30 and 5, where David wrote that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. We spend a lot of time at night. We're worrying, we're pacing the floor, we're calling folk we don't know who to call on. We, we, we're just in an uproar. Don't we do that? And y'all know, y'all know, y'all know that after we do all of that, that trouble still won't last always. When I think about the condition we are talking about, the night season we sometimes find ourselves in, it let me know that night that what David mentions is not literally that we're going to cry over our situations all night. Moreover, I believe that it's the pressure of all of what we're going through that can literally take the joy out of you. I had a preacher friend that told me, he said, but don't let nobody steal your joy. I don't care what you're going through. Put it in the hands of God. Never let anybody steal your joy. And this scripture is telling us that trouble won't and can't last always. When we have God on our side, it cannot last. It will not last always. I want you to know that a time of joy will come even in the midst of trials. Even in the midst of tribulation. Even in the midst of gloom. and Even in the midst of doom. It will come. All we have to do is wait on God, trust God for it, and believe God for it. I, I know some of y'all remember back in the day. I love to go back sometime. Back in the day, uh, you, you were being in the heat of the night was like being in the edge of night. Y'all remember that soap? was out two years before I was born in 1956. But yet people had to race to the TV to see the edge of night. All oh, the problems they had. Folk on the edge. That's what it was. That's why they called it the edge of night. Anybody in here ever been on the edge before? I'm sure some of you remember that old soap. Because uh, uh, it was uh, uh, in 1956 and ran, I guess, like up to 1980 something. It was a merciless show. Not merciful, merciless. Full of drama, crazy stuff. People were on the edge. So that's why they called it the edge of night. And it kept them reminded of their issues and their struggles. Like being on the edge of your seat full of suspense. Like being on the edge of night kept us on edge for whatever was going to happen next. And sometimes our night seasons keep us from seeing our past troubles as they are. And they keep us from being focused on God also. 
because we're sitting on the edge. We're on the edge of night. But when we get fully into the night, into the heat of the night, let me tell you some more about the heat of the night. It helps Christians to focus on the intensity of their relationship with God rather than the intensity of their problems. Let me say that again. When you're in the heat of the night and you're a Christian, you, it will help you to focus on the intensity of your relationship with God rather than on the intensity of your problems. In other words, when things get tough, tough Christians get going and they intensify things. They, they turn up and they, they, they get in a time of prayer and they get in a time of meditation and, and they, they go to God in the time of darkness. The one who invented the light and separated the light from the dark. I'm full of a few little quotes here and there. But Fyodor Dostoevsky is his name. Once said that the dark of the night, the brighter the stars. And the deeper the grief, the closer is God. Did y'all hear that? The dark of the night, the brighter the stars. And the deeper the grief, the closer is God. So just because you have some issues, that don't mean that God is not there. Oh, quite the contrary. In your darkest hour, God is there. In your deepest grief, God is there. The song I sang said, so dark the day. Clouds in the sky, but I know it's all right. Because Jesus is not. Your soul's been anchored. You can sing that along with me. So let me continue on. I need to relate this sermon topic to our text scripture this morning a little bit more. And in the fourth watch, Jesus came to them walking on the sea. And in the fourth watch, Jesus came to them on the sea. So there's a lot to unpack there. So we come to our scriptural text and the boat that the disciples have pushed away from the seashore. They're out there and they find themselves in another one of those night season storms. Go through your Bible because you can see all kinds of storms that came up while they were out on the boat, on the water. And not only are the winds blowing, but they are contrary, as the Bible says. They're howling and whistling, and they're blowing the waves out of their place, and the boat is being tossed about. Jesus was not even on the boat. But as in typical fashion, <laughs> he knows how to come right on time. See, being on the boat is when we are at our scariest time at night. 
But if you look at what the word is saying, that around the fourth watch, which is somewhere between 3 o'clock in the morning and 6 a.m., here comes Jesus. The Bible said that he came to them. That tells us that when we are in our night season, he will surely come to us. Because one thing is for sure, God will come to our rescue. I'm a witness many times over. God has come to my rescue when I needed him most uh, in the midnight hour, in the heat of the night. God came to my rescue. You see, the Jews used to divide the time into different grouping, and the fourth watch was always the 3 to 6 a.m. time. You know, that time just before dawn when things are their darkest, things talking about the pressures of life, when they seem to be their worst, and some of us are mortified, and some of us are horrified, and some of us are terrified of the dark at the moment. And while I'm not concentrating this sermon on the part where Peter walked on the water with God, I am concentrating on where Jesus came like a ghost, a phantom, among men, and they were not only mortified and horrified and terrified, but they were petrified as well. Anybody here ever been petrified? Your circumstances had you stuck in place, petrified. But let me tell you something. Once they could see that it was Jesus coming, they could see that Jesus was coming toward them. They, they realized it was him. Once they could see their Savior and provider coming, once they could see their help coming, once they could see the one who lifts them up in it, the, the one who, who is in the heat of their night situation, once they could see the one who promotes them over it, once they could see the one who swings them around it, once they could see the one they knew would bring them through it, hey, they begin to relax. They begin to feel like everything was going to be all right. I want to know if there's anyone here and online who has begun to relax in the heat of your night situation. Once you looked at Jesus and he answered you, did you begin to relax? Did you tell God, thank you? Did you look at your friends and tell them, through it all, through it all, I learned to trust in Jesus. I learned to trust in God. It was my night season, but I learned that in the heat of the night, I, I didn't know that God was going to rescue me in spite of how I was looking at my circumstances. Point number four, you may have some doubt in your night season. I hope you all will get the tape and rewind this later. Look at it on YouTube as I do every week. Because it says as we look at the text, even though Jesus had stayed away from them, he was in prayer. It got nighttime, 
and he was still praying. Did you hear that? Jesus was never unmindful of their need. He was praying. He prayed for everyone. He was praying for them. So before he got there, I'm sure they doubted Christ would come and save them in their darkest hour, even though when he, they had been out on the lake before in other places, they called on God, and he came and helped them. One time, Jesus was on the boat, and they went and got him, said, don't you care that we perish? And Jesus came out and said, peace, be still. But all of us, men and women, will doubt sometimes. And we certainly doubt in the darkness. But let me tell you something. Our God is still an on-time God. And he always comes on time. Always comes on time. So as Pastor I and myself had our ministerial team studying out of the Hope in the Dark book, the author began to talk to us about doubting. And I'll add that we may sometimes have doubts, but we can never lose our faith. We can never lose our hope, and we can never lose our trust. Groeschel said that about our doubting in the heat of the night season, he said, the more I've lived and the more I've sought to know and understand God, the more I'm certain that doubts are essential to our maturity as believers. Essential to our maturity as believers. If we are or we want a stronger faith, then we might be wise to allow our doubts to stand as we work through them, instead of trying to chop them out of the way. You see, even though we are afraid in the heat of the night, even though we are distressed, even though we are stuck in the battering waves of life, those battering waves, our problems, which are, are exactly what Jesus walks on. No matter how bad the waves are, Jesus is still able to walk on those problems and those issues and those innuendos and folk not liking you and, and your financial problems and the things that go bump in the night. And, and some theologians tell us that he is walking on the water in the deepest part, the darkest part of our lives. This might be expected for some, but maybe others don't expect that. But it certainly helps us to experience and understand Jesus like never before. So here are a few final quick points and I'm going to get out of the way. There is still hope in the dark. There is still hope in the dark. I want somebody to amen me that there is still hope in the dark. I, I, don't, I don't ask for many amens, but this is one 
that I want you to amen because with God there is hope in the dark. Amen. We are a church that was in the dark. And God lifted us out of the dark. God made it so that we could get through uh, hopeless situations and and he made it so we could gain courage as he told these disciples and, and he made it so that we could not be afraid of the darkness in our lives this is called the Jews always had an unexpected way of doing things and, and, and so Jesus in kind did the same thing always unexpected just like he did in this scripture he would walk on water. He would simply appear out of nowhere, go through the door, and they look up, and here he is. Or he would do something else miraculous. But we can hope even when we're in panic, like the disciples did, that Jesus, God, will comfort us before he brings changes to our circumstances. We can look forward to every heat of the night situation. Oh, I know this is getting deep now. But we don't look forward to the night. Point number two real quick. Your coffee is still black until you stir in some cream. I use this example because you know how it is when you brew your coffee and it mixes with water it still comes out black the only thing that seems to lighten it up is the cream or milk that we add to it to make it get a little bit lighter so when you add God's protection when you add God's love uh, when you add God's light to the whole brew that whole situation that whole set of troubles, that midnight thing that seemed to keep you up at night, watch it get lighter to handle. Consider God as the cream that will lighten your dark coffee. All right, I'll leave that alone. The night scares us, but we got to let go and let God. While in our night season, Brother Rico, we, we may be frightened. CJ, we, we won't understand why things are so confusing. Just like the disciples couldn't understand. We won't understand why the dream seems to now be a nightmare. We won't even understand why things are so scary. That is why. We are even in the dark in the first place. Who turned the light off? Turn off the light. The devil comes and he casts a shadow in it. Make you see things that are not there. The ghost, the apparition, for example. But the text tells us how God rectifies this by letting us know that we are his children. And we can get away from these issues when we stop wrestling with the waves ourselves and we let go and let God. 
Oh, that's a whole sermon by itself. If we just stop and get out of the way, allow God to do what God does best, sometimes we will be able to make it through a situation that we thought we would never make it through. We got to let go and let God. Now, when you find yourself in your next heat of the night, when your night seems the darkest, let God be God and let God take control. He sent Jesus to save us in the midst of our sins and he will keep us even when we don't know how to keep ourselves. In other words, we must find Jesus and hold on to him for dear life. I don't know about you, but I'm holding on to God's unchanging hands. I'm holding on for dear life. And then let me give you this final little statement, and I'm going to sit down. It says, may you have a good night in Jesus. May the words of God dance in your ears and bring you to the hearts as you sleep at night. For with God, you can sleep peacefully even when you are in the heat of the night. That's my statement. And keep this in mind. With it, Jesus on our sides, there is always the breaking of day. People of God said, Amen.